Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. You guys doing all right? Doing all right? Oh, there they are. Happy Palm Sunday. Did you guys know it was Palm Sunday? <laughs> Some of you are like, what is that? <laughs> We're going to talk about it in a moment. I just, I just want to, um, I don't do this very often. Um, there, are, there are people in our church that hear, hear from God well in, in, in regards of like a prophetic word. We believe in this house that the Lord has given us the word that he speaks his word and that every word that is spoken out of his mouth, a breathed word, will be backed by this word. Church, just lean in for a few moments here. I want, I want, I want to teach our church and then I'm going to sit down today. Is that all right? As we were worshiping, I really, I, I saw a picture um, as I was just engaging with God's presence. You know, sometimes that's, it's really good to just come into the house of the Lord and close your eyes. Amen? So you don't get distracted. Like, like, we're not a church that we're having like laser beams and smoke. We're just a church, we're gonna flip the lights on and we're gonna go after his presence, right? But sometimes that can be a little bit tough for people, so sometimes just come in and shut your eyes and engage with God. And I, I just really felt um, last night even leading into this morning, um, I, I was up late, Rach was up late, we weren't up late because we wanted to, I just felt like there was, a, there was a war raging. Not much sleep last night, went downstairs, sat on the couch for a little while and engaged with God and just felt like there is a battle, there's a lot of resistance today against this house, against you. I do, and so we came in and I felt that in my spirit today. And I'm not, I'm not a pessimist, <laughs> you with me? Kind of, kind of. <laughs> That's why I married a big optimist. Rachel's the half glass full all the time. I'm like, has, glass is half empty, like all the time. Things are burning, everything done, what's, you know? But I really felt like when we walked into today, there was just this, this wall. And I wanna encourage you in the Lord today. Death has lost. Your sin does not define you. Your mistakes do not tell you who you are. Jesus came so that you could be delivered from every single one of them. Jesus came and came into you so that you could rejoice freely in the Lord. There is something to be said about our house, and our house is this. I, I really felt this. I saw the picture of um, little trees planted, little tiny trees. Have you ever planted a, 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 in a garden? Yes? As you water it, it grows. Concept. Not a real big, profound, scientific thing right here, right? You put a seed in the ground, in good soil, you water it, it grows, yes? You've all gone through science class? Some of you are like, I don't remember that part. It's okay. Basic science. And I saw the pictures of the seed, the, the Lord depositing seed. Similar word to, to what Pastor Nick said of the seeds in our house and the Lord depositing seeds into you. And the next image was tall trees planted with roots that go deep into the ground. 
right next to the stream of living water. The Lord is building us to be mighty oaks in this house. I wanna encourage you, you might not feel like a mighty oak in the house of the Lord today, but I wanna declare to you that you are a mighty oak in the house of the Lord. And so when you come into the moments where the Lord's presence is is moving, when you're in your home and, and the Lord is meeting you and engaging you and you feel that resistance, mock the devil. That would be a louder amen I'd expect, but it's okay, I'll preach to this. Tell the devil who you are. Can I get a little charismatic today? Some of you, your head's down. It's okay. I'm just going to encourage you. You're an oak in the kingdom of God. You're an oak tree in the kingdom of God, planted by the stream of living water, where your roots are deep, you're stronger than you think, you're mightier than you think. God's doing more in you than you think he's doing. He's for you more than you think he's for you. He loves you more than you even believe that he loves you. He is for you. He's not against you. I'm not trying to get you riled up in emotion. I'm just here to tell you once again, that's who you are. Yes, battles come. We were singing, the lion and the lamb. You've overcome it. Well, let's be a people that operate in it. Amen? I just want to release that. Like, you're a mighty oak. You're a mighty oak in the kingdom of God. And sometimes we just need to calibrate. We need to get some of those lesser loves out of our lives. Some of you, it's really hard to sing only Jesus because you're holding on to some lesser loves. Today's the day. He's releasing it. He's calling it off of you. He's calling it off of you. I don't even know if I'm gonna get to my message. I'll get, (laughs) I feel the Lord. Anybody else too? I just need someone to agree. Rachel, will you agree with me today? Thank you, hon. You feel the presence of the Lord. Be encouraged in the Lord today. You're stronger than you think. The battle that you're facing, he's won it. He's won it. The battle that you're caught in, that you got yourself in, he'll get you out of. Just let him. Ask him. He wants to make you mighty trees in this city. He is doing that in our house. He's doing that in our house. I pray the day where we show up and we don't get consumed by what's happening here. And who's here? They're awesome. You're awesome. I love you. I said you're just going to play all day. Just because why that smile? I just want him to, he's the only one that smiles at me. It feels good. It's just men and women giving their lives to Jesus. Jackie, Christopher, like, we don't come for them. I sure pray you don't come for me. I sure pray that. I pray you come for him. You come for him. You come to be encountered by him. You come to worship him. You come to minister to him, even in the battle. Can I encourage some of you? You need to begin to worship right now in the storm. You need to worship in the battle like you've never worshiped before. You need to pray in the battle like you've never prayed before. You need to enter in like never before because the Lord is growing you through it. Can you receive this today? Does this make sense? Does this make sense? Mr. Blythe, does this make sense? He's building something here. He's building you. He's building you. To be a people that are strong. Choose today. Choose today who you will serve. Amen? Choose this day who you will serve. Believe that the Lord is growing you to be mighty oaks in the kingdom of God. Can you receive that today? Amen? Amen. All right, let's, let's do the Palm Sunday message, shall we? Shall we? Hey, come Friday night. Good Friday. Come every day. Well, if you didn't pay for Seder, see you next year. But... 
Prayer meeting Wednesday night, come. Even if there's like, we have four things happening this week. It's okay. It's good things to come to. Prayer meeting, come Friday night. I know Pastor Rubens, I'm just reiterating this. Four churches in the city of Chicago giving up their agendas. Giving up our like, because you know, Good Friday's a good time to invite people, your coworkers, they'll come. So it's a good, it's a good church growth weekend. Do you hear me? Can I just be transparent? Like this is a really good moment for us to grow our church. Instead we said, God be glorified. So come to Good Friday, show up early if you can. 6.30 starts, hour and 10 minute service. I'm giving you guys the details. Hour and 10, we're gonna be done, then you can go eat, but show up on time. There's parking, all that stuff available. Ride share, you can park here and ride together there, whatever you need to do, but be there, amen? All right, open up your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 19. This is a quiet Methodist church this morning. Some of you just got offended, it's okay. I love the Methodist church. You know it's okay to laugh in church. Did you guys know that some of you are like, I'm never coming back. It's okay, we love you, you'll be back, you'll be back. I wanna preach a message that, um, if I'm being honest with you guys, I've, I, throughout this week I wrote three messages. Very rare that that happens. And even coming into this morning, I just said, Lord, what do you want us, what do you want us to, to, to look to this week as we come into to Holy Week, as we look to you and all that you did for us? He gave me a message entitled, Be Our King. And so the, the goal of today's message is for me to spur us all on to be a people that don't just go through the motions of this week. There are appointed times in the kingdom of God where, where God would set markers and moments for people to look back to, to remember, yes? And this one is specific too for us to look and to remember that Jesus has come and that he came to give us life through his death, burial, and resurrection. As a pastor, as a preacher, I love this week. But I really was challenged in my own life to take this week and really focus in deeper than I have in the past, to slow down a little bit, to, 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 to maybe read the accounts in the gospel this week, maybe jump off your Bible reading plan for just a few moments and really look at the story of Jesus' coming in to Jerusalem, every event leading up all the way to that cross till that resurrection Sunday, and let it speak to you. Church, we need to fall in love with the Word of God. We need to fall in love with reading our Bibles. We believe in the prophetic, like I just, right, I just saw a vision, I, I'm giving that to you, I'm releasing you that, but we really need to love our Word. And so I, I want us to just take this time this week to really go after and look to Jesus' crucifixion. Paul, Paul writes, right, in 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 through 2, and he says this, And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. I love Paul. It makes me feel good about myself as a preacher. I didn't come with you with just cool words and hip sayings and what's it called where you make the whole, like if I had three points every word, alliterations, right? How many of you? No? The Lord released me of that a couple years ago. Like, stop it. 
Just, just preach the, the gospel of Jesus. Don't worry about eloquence or good speech. Just be a man on fire. For I resolved, Paul writes, to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. The apostle Paul tells us that the man that knew the word, he knew the scriptures, he was a genius in it. He could teach, he could proclaim, he could preach, he could do everything. He did signs and wonders, miracles. He performed a whole bunch of stuff and he said, the one thing that I wanna know is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Is that our posture today? Is that my posture today? That in all of this, all of this thing called walking with Jesus, a disciple of Jesus, is that my desire? That's what I wanna challenge us with today. To think of Jesus Christ and him crucified this week. To dwell on that truth and that reality. And so Jesus enters in in Luke's account. He, he's coming towards Jerusalem. I'm gonna read in a second. And it's the beginning of the moment where Jesus is fulfilling all that was said about him. He's doing his father's work, his father's mission to come and to redeem mankind. Oh, would the message of Jesus coming break us. Has the message of Jesus Christ and him crucified become stale in your heart? Has it not become enough? Has, it become some, has he become something else? Or is it that, that he came? That he came. Oh, that's a boring message. No, it's, it's the reality of the kingdom of God. I'll continue. Luke 19, verse 28. After Jesus has said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethpage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two, two of his disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you. And as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say, the Lord needs it. <laughs> Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? I think that's a proper response if someone came up and untied your colt. Come on, the scriptures are funny. Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, that's mine. And the response is this, the Lord needs it. How funny is that? Y'all need some joy in your life, that's funny. Like, go to the town, Jesus says, there's a guy there, he's got a colt, untie it. If he asks why you're stealing it, just tell him the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in a loud voice for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and on glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Can I tell you something? I wanna encourage you, be louder than the rocks. 
Be louder than the rocks, because the rocks will cry out his name. Be louder than the, the, created, the creation that he's made. Be louder. That's a good word. Okay, I'll, I'm just gonna preach to you today. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and your children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. Be our king. Be our king. Have you ever asked for something or someone and who you thought you were asking for was entirely the wrong person? Have you ever been in a moment where you request someone? Like, have you ever been on the telephone with like AT&T or Verizon and you're just hitting zero, zero, zero to get to the operator? Because now it's like these guys, these radios, what are they, what are they, robots? I don't even know who's talking to me. It's like, tell, what's the word? AI? What is it, AI? I got a master's degree in Jesus' name. Um, and you're pressing the buttons to try to get to someone to talk to them. And then you get there after 35 minutes and you realize that's not the person you need to talk to. And then they have to reroute you and reroute you and reroute you and reroute you. Anybody ever been there? Where you're requesting for someone that you think is going to help you. I remember my, my, my year, first year I was in um, sales. I, I did sales, believe it or not. I feel like every pastor goes through some moment of doing sales in Jesus' name. It just equips us with the gospel to preach it better. And better joke in my head. And I remember uh, my first sales call. Like I, it wasn't a Zoom meeting. It wasn't a, a Google meet. It was like you actually had to physically go to the place, right? And I was all prepared, ready to go. Had my notebook, my notes, everything ready for this whole account. And I walked in to the person sitting at the desk, a.k.a. the gatekeeper, a.k.a. the boss. How many of you know? Like, they don't play games. So I walk in all smiley, and she's like, I said, hi, I'm here for so-and-so. I would love to talk with them. I'm from this company, and I'd love to share with them. And she said, you're here for who? I said, I'm here for so-and-so. I'm from this company. I'd, I'd love to. She's like, you're here for who? And I was like, I'm here for so-and-so. It's here in my notes. I know they're here. I know they're here. And she said, oh, son. And I yes. And I said, she said, that person doesn't work here. I said, oh, no, they do. I just looked yesterday. They work here. What are you talking about? She said, son, that person does not work here. What company are you here for? And I said, this company. She said, son, you got the entire wrong company. Did you see the billboard out front? Did you see the sign? You are at the wrong place. I said, no, no, no. I, and I flipped the page, and it was my next call at the next location. She said, oh, son, come here. She took me behind, hugged me, embraced me. She said, now get out. I said, I'll be back next week. She really gave me a hug. She's like, I'm feeling for you. I'll pray for you in Jesus' name. I walked in already like, this is who I'm here for. This is who I need. It's exactly the person I need. Completely wrong person. Completely wrong person. I was unable to finish and do what I needed to do because I was asking for the wrong person. I look at this account in the Gospel of Luke, and there are multiple different groups there that are all asking for a king. But in their minds, they're asking for a different king. 
than the king that Jesus came to be. This week ahead, I really want to challenge us in this. What king are you asking for in your life? What king are you desiring for your life? They all cry out, Hosanna, save us now. You're here. The king is here. But every one of them is asking for a different king, for a different reason. And if I'm being honest, we're the same way today. Anybody else want to just be like, and I think ahead this week, my challenge to you is to stir us in our hearts to make sure we know who we're asking for. Can you receive this, church, today? You really have to have spiritual ears to listen to today because I'm telling you, this is a deep work of the Spirit in our church. Every single person present in that day, every one of them wanted a king. They wanted a king. This is the first time that Jesus allows for them to declare who he actually is. This is the moment where Jesus is like, you could start saying, because before he would heal, people would say something, he'd be like, stop, stop. But in this moment, Jesus is going, you can declare it, you can say it, and so now they're declaring, Hosanna, 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 waving their palm branches that we get in other accounts, laying their cloaks down on the ground, saying, you've come to save us, finally. Oh, the prophet Zechariah was fulfilled, right? Like, like he came on a colt, it's, it's, it's happening. Save us. Do it for us. They wanted a king for different reasons, though. And humanity today wants a king. Oh, you might be sitting there like, no, I don't. Okay, just lean in for a moment. Yes, we all do at certain points in our walk. Humanity wants a king. They want someone. We want someone to come and fix our problems. Anybody ever want Jesus to fix your problems? Thank you for your honesty. The rest of you, please pray for that impartation in my life. No one else? Jesus, just fix my problems. Jesus, just give my bank just a little bit of money. Do you see the balance sheets? Just a little bit. Jesus, just fix my spouse. <laughs> Some of you need to pray, fix you first. Cheers. We want him to come and change. We want him to come change our environment, change the situations. He might be calling you to change the situation. I don't want to get out of my <laughs> We want him to come for the people and by the people. We want a king to come and remove all the sickness and all the nonsense and all the stuff. It's 2023, yes? We all know what's happening in and among us, and we want to come. And yes, we should pray, Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. I can't wait for the day that he comes back. Anybody? Like, I can't wait the day that he comes back to the, he's coming. And I pray for that day, but I think in the now, right? It's the kingdom of now and yet to come. Now, humanity and even us, we're asking for the wrong king. Jesus didn't come just to change your problems. Jesus didn't come just so that you could have some joyful moments in your life. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm a complete, like Jesus didn't come so that every so often you could get a high on him. 
Jesus didn't come so that you could get your fix on Sundays and, and go and do all that you want to do throughout the week and then show back up and wonder, why am I just meeting resistance? Because you haven't met with them all week. Jesus didn't come like that as a king. Yes, does Jesus change you and heal your problems and your situation? Sure, don't get it twisted. But he came as a king to die. die yes Sunday's coming and he'll raise the life but he came to die and he came as a king that said you want me you have to die too that's a church growth method I'm sorry he came and twisted this thing upside down so, so right, like, there's a couple different people groups, and maybe you could find yourself resonating with one. I'm not saying to condemn you. I'm just saying, like, as I wrote this, and I could be like, I'm here. I've been here. I've been here. But I want to be here. Right? You got Jesus coming into Jerusalem, his face set towards Jerusalem earlier in Luke's account. That was the mission. That was the goal. That was the mandate. He's coming. Right? Luke says... Jesus was immovable in his mission, which was to culminate in his death, burial, and resurrection at the holy city of the Jewish people. That's what was on Jesus' mind when he does this, the purpose for which he came, into, came in his incarnation. The Son of God becoming a Son of Man in order to redeem mankind back to God. That is the mission of Jesus. Did you hear me? The gospel is this, to redeem mankind back to the Father's heart. Did you hear me? Because there's a lot of gospels out there. The gospel is for Jesus to come to bring men and women that would say yes to him back to the Father's heart. That's the gospel of Jesus. And so he comes and he does what his father tells him to do. And there's different groups there, right? So first and foremost is this. There's the disciples. But not the 12, the crowd of disciples, it says. Very distinct that, that Luke shares that there were disciples. You know, there are people that will say they are disciples of Jesus until the rubber meets the road. Another church growth message. <laughs> oh, come on, how many of you, I, I've, I've, I've run with people that, man, they love Jesus and then it gets hard. And then it gets costly. And then it doesn't work out the way that they thought. Or the prayer doesn't get answered the way that they wanted it to get answered. I've been there. But it says the crowd of disciples is there and this crowd is rejoicing and shouting the name of Hosanna, 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 only for a few days later, like Christopher mentioned earlier, to say crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. But this crowd, it says they were there only for what? Because of the miracles that Jesus did. For the miracles. I was talking to my father-in-law last week. And we were talking about just the, the reality of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is one of signs, wonders, power, miracle working power. We believe that in this church. We've seen it done time and time and time again. Amen? We've seen people healed. We've seen people delivered. We've seen marriages that were on the brink of disaster. Every right to end. God intervening in a moment and changing in a transform. We've seen this. I have seen with my own eyes miracles across the land. Like I've seen crazy things. 
It's all Jesus. I love it. How many of you love it? Just a couple of you? Like, I love it. I love when people come in and get healed in a prayer meeting. Like, I love that stuff about the kingdom of God. It's the truth. It's the showing of the kingdom. I'm preaching. Can I just go for a couple minutes over today? Like, like it's powerful. But that's not what we're here for. I was talking to my father about, like, that's not the goal. The goal is not miracles. The goal is Jesus. It's always been Jesus, church. We are a a church that believes in the power of the Holy Spirit and the power to raise dead people to life. I believe that. I prayed for a woman one time. I I was in Mexico with with Tim Rice. We were there, we're doing worship service. And I prayed for this woman. I've never seen this done ever again in my life. This is not about me, forgive me. And I put my hands on her head and she fell in the spirit on concrete and hit the ground so hard I thought I killed her. Like, and I was like, oh, now I literally gotta raise a dead person to life right now. Like what? You guys don't think that's funny? I think it's hysterical. Like I, <laughs> Reuben, me and you just think, I put my hand on, said in Jesus' name, heal this woman. She falls in the spirit of God. Some of you are like, that's weird, I don't like that. That's okay, just let it, let it, let it just chill, just chill, right? She falls, hit the ground so hard that like, now I'm like, I just killed her. Well, I didn't kill her, whatever the Lord wants to, like, I, I don't know what's going on. So I'm like looking around, like, did anybody else? Anybody else see this? And I remember that woman getting up and just telling me that the power of the Lord met her like she's never felt before. Like, I was like, holy cow. Can I be honest with you? I walked away like this. I was dumb. I was 20, like five, six. I was not that long ago. I was like, I did that. And the Lord said, you didn't do anything. He said, you did nothing until you learned that. He will, he rebuked me because he rebukes those he loves, yeah? I was like, whoa, yes. Instead of going, no, it's just about Jesus, crucified king, the lamb that was slain before the father. It said this crowd, what they wanted was miracle working Jesus, power Jesus, superhero Jesus, Some of you in this room, the king that you've asked for, what you want is for miracle-working Jesus. And you don't want King Jesus. Can I say that this morning? It's not a condemnation. It's just an invitation to come today. You you, you just are so, like, like there are cultures built on, like, miracles. It's not bad. I've run with them. I believe in them. I'm there for them. But when we stop keeping Jesus at the center of it, the crucified Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, and it's all about the miracles, we've missed it entirely. I feel the Lord. Like, we've missed it. So this crowd is like, the first one's like, do it again, Lord. Do the miracles. We worship you. Do it. And then what their minds are thinking is he's going to come and turn this whole city upside down. He's going to remove the Roman Empire. He's going to remove the kings. He's going to do it all. And they're going to finally have their way and their peace. And Jesus rides in on a colt and ends up on a cross. Doesn't do what they wanted. Their confession was correct. 
but many of their motivations were not. You can confess king, but if your motivations aren't right, and that is to glorify him, to honor him, to just, just pursue him, to worship him, to adore him for just who he is, then you're asking for the wrong king. Then you got the 12, the disciples. Yeah, sure, in Luke's account here, we don't get exactly what they did, but except go and untie the donkey or the colt and bring it to Jesus, and they were obedient. But we do get just a few short moments later in the Gospel of Luke, the account of them all sitting around the table later on and arguing, <laughs> arguing over who's gonna be first. So you might not be the miracle person, but you're like, oh, I got my, I got my Bible verses down. I know how to pray. Ooh, I know how to pray. And he gonna promote me quick, because I know how to pray. This is facts, right? So, so maybe not like miracle Jesus, but you're like, oh, I'm the best. Here's the deal, there's, there's a good thing to know who you are in Christ. Like I, I, tell, I tell me, I, I tell me, is that good English? I tell me, <laughs> I tell myself who I am in Jesus. I tell my children who they are in Jesus. Parents, tell your children who they are in Jesus Christ. My kids know when I put my hands on them at night and lay them down, I recite the word of the Lord over them. I tell them, right? Like, I, I know who I am. There's a difference between being cocky in Jesus and confident, two different places. Hear me. They fall into to arrogance in Jesus. Don't ever become arrogant in Jesus. You didn't deserve this. You didn't earn this. You can never deserve this. You could never earn it. You didn't do anything to get Jesus to save you and pull you out of the pit. He just loves you. And so you got this group of 12 that are like, oh, we're the best. We're better than the rest. Look, we got around the table. It's in the scriptures, y'all. I'm, I'm preaching Bible. And they just argue and argue of over who's gonna sit with them, who's gonna be with them. And Jesus is like, guys, you're missing it. I'm not coming to bring a kingdom right now that you're gonna get to rule and reign. And yes, we will rule and reign with Jesus but it's gonna be done through the people that get low with Jesus. Did you hear me? The kingdom of God is one looking for people that will get low with Jesus. That aren't walking around like, oh, I know, mm, be confident. But are you looking for the position with Jesus? More than you're just looking to get Jesus? This will, this will preach. That's why he's up here to smile. All of the rest of you just. Is this okay? Happy Palm Sunday. We don't have the palm branches. I could have got the, 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 the animals in here today, the live animals. Anybody else grow up in church where there was live animals? And we're like, what is happening? I remember walking in, there was like full-blown pens outside, like animal pens, and I'm like, here we go. In Jesus' name, the live animals and the palm branches waving around. Should I have gotten palm branches for you all? I'm almost done. And then you got the Pharisees. <laughs> Their expectation is part political, part religious, and part practical. They knew the law. They knew the scriptures. But they wanted a king to come take over. Not a king that would come and give his life. See, why do I bring them up? Because I think some of us sometimes just want a king to come take over. 
Come take over Chicago. Come take over our political nonsense. Am I preaching to anybody today? Like, just come. And, like, I believe the church is called to invade culture. Hear me. Like, I believe that the Lord raises up people in different spheres. You don't, I'm reminded more and more that there are a lot more people in this city that are for him than not. And he's doing a lot of things behind the scenes than any of us care to even recognize. He's doing a lot more, yes? It's not like, woe is me, I'm the only one serving the Lord in here. Like, there's a, like, right? Somehow we get there, like, oh, my gosh, there's only one of us. No, there's a lot more than you think. But the reality is, is that we just want Jesus to fix it real fast. We just want Jesus to do the thing, God. Do the thing. Do it. Turn the offices upside down. <laughs> right? Why? So that we can rule and have all the people look at the church. <laughs> Jesus didn't come that day to come turn over the Roman Empire. He came that day on a cult to go to a cross that would redeem mankind. Do you hear me? He didn't come so that we could be in positions of power. The kingdom of God is one that comes to those that serve. Is this okay? Rich, is this okay? Is it okay? But we find ourselves crying out for one of these positions of the king, like, oh, do the miracles. Promote me. Build my ministry. I had a guy, this is not to condemn him. I had a guy one time, I was preaching at a church and doing ministry, and he walked up, he's like, Pastor, I just want to tell you about my ministry. And I was like, cool, man, tell me about it. Because like, it's awesome. I don't want to put the wick out. He starts telling me, oh, I'm going to do this and that. I said, well, who are you going to do it under? He said, nobody. I said, oh, brother, come here, let's sit down. Right here. I said, you want promotion. You don't want the cost of carrying the cross. Do you hear me, church? How many of us have heard messages? Your promotion's coming. Should I not go there? Okay, I'll go there. Because when you react like that, I'm gonna just, Holy Spirit, help me. Your promotion's coming. I believe the Lord, we, we are, should be the most blessed people in the whole world. Do you understand that? The riches of God's inheritance should be in our lives. That's just not financially. We should be the most joyful. We should be the most peaceful. Yes, is it a process? Yes, it is learning. Yes. But like we've, we've created church culture to be like, your promotion's coming. Hold steady. The breakthrough's right around the corner. The breakthrough came. Do you hear me? Wake up. The breakthrough's already come. His name is Jesus, the lamb that was slain. The breakthrough came for you already. Sure, the Lord does miracles. Sure, the Lord opens up doors that only he can open up that no man could ever open or shut. Yes. But it's about him. And the king, being the king that says to us, I'm closing, I'm landing the plane, to not just be in awe of him. It's really good to be in awe of God. Come on, we should sit in the awe of the goodness of Jesus. But Jesus should change us. <laughs> Are you with me, church? Christopher, can you come up? Because we're going to close. Like, Jesus should change us. It's not just good for the readers, us, in this day to read the story of Palm Sunday and be like, oh, that was really cool, Jesus. That was really cool you did what you did. Thank you. How many of you? I've been there. Oh, that's awesome. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, brother. It's like, yes and amen. 
And then we go and we completely forget what he's done. The call today, the challenge today is this. Don't just be in awe. Respond to it. Respond that Jesus didn't come on a big, big horse and a chariot like everybody expected to do a takeover, right? Most kings of that time, we all know it, but maybe you don't, it's okay, you're here, you're in a good spot. Like, they come in, they would announce it, there would be big horses and chariots. Jesus comes on a colt. Colts aren't cool. They're not awesome. Like I, I remember one time I was, I was working at the university and we went on a horseback riding trip. What the mess? Did you hear me? Like we, we are a bunch of brothers, like people that work together. We all wore suits and ties and our boss thought it would be good for us to go horseback riding. Like what's wrong with, and we go and they pull out all these like big horses, these Clydesdales, are they Clydesdales? I think that's like the big horse. And then they pull out this colt. And I'm like, me and my, bro, my buddy are like, who's riding that? This is two of us left. Which one's riding it? I said, buddy, I'm not. I bowed out. That brother got on that colt. He looked, it was so funny. He looked, <laughs> he looked bigger than the colt. He's like, I'm going to kill this thing. This thing walked him around for an hour, came back to the trough, just like. <laughs> Do you understand me? Like he came, Jesus came in a paradoxical way. He came on a colt. He didn't come with a sword in his hand. He didn't come with a spear on his side. He didn't come like any of that. He came humble. He came low. He came full of meekness, yes, but he came with a heart that said, I will bleed for mankind. I will bleed for people. That's why Paul writes, like, I just want to know that. Because when you get that at the center of your heart, you will forever be jacked, uh, forever wrecked in the kingdom of God. If you can just, there's some people saying, man, because they know it. When you just get that Jesus came like no other king for you before the foundations of the earth, he was crucified. That's the promise of God. That's the hope of Jesus. That's everything. He came. Not how we wanted it. Not how we would want it today. He came the way his father told him to come. Low, humble, full of love in his eyes. Full of love in his eyes, not just for the preacher, for you. So sure, they wanted him to save him now. But the Lord is calling us to be a people that say, Lord, I want you every day. I want you to be the king every day. Not the king that I want, not the king that I think I need. I want you, like I love that word, the God of the scriptures. Hello? So what is the God of the scriptures? One that says forgives. How many of you want that? And you're in a, you're in a, you're in a moment where you don't wanna forgive that person. No, don't raise your hand, it's okay. And he says forgive you've been forgiven. That's the God of the scriptures. The God of the scriptures says, give. Give up your life. Give everything you have. It's better to give than to receive. He says, does he say that? And the God of the scriptures also says, and this is it, he says this, take up your cross and follow me. That's the king we serve. The king that said, I'm gonna give you the example. And that is this, take up your cross and follow me. There is a, sh a sifting right now in, in, in the body of Christ. 
Those that want Jesus, just Jesus on Sundays, and then those that want to take up the cross and follow Jesus. And that's the call this week, to really lean into that. I know that's a challenge, I know that's a hard word, but it's the gospel. Count the cost. Can I tell you, so far, and I know it to be true, it's been so worth it. It's been so worth it. It's been so worth it. Have I had to learn a lot? Absolutely. Have I missed counting the cost at times? Totally. Have I thought this is how Jesus is? And then he's like, that's not me. I'm not like that. It's not who I am. That's never who, no. And I'm like, okay, more. Cross, take it. Let's go die some more, Jay. As he comes in on this donkey, as he leads to Good Friday, that's what I want us to think about. Who are we asking for? Who do we want? I want Jesus and only Jesus. And I'm just gonna ask the worship team to sing that first verse and then. I want you to close your eyes. I want you just to think on this for a moment. I want this to be our prayer. This is a bold prayer. But as they sing this right now, if this is really what you want, you want this king, make this your cry of your heart today.
this is a tough one. It's a tough season to be in with the Lord and he's going, well, are you gonna leave also? And there's that, there's that hope in your heart. There's that thing that I can't go anywhere else. To whom else would I go? And I feel like the Lord this morning wants to fill us with hope. I feel like he wants to fill our body, oasis, with hope this morning. As we anticipate him in his life and death this holy week, I feel like he wants to fill you with hope once again. That you don't, right? Maybe maybe it's what Pastor JP said Earlier, earlier this morning, maybe, maybe you're here and you just lost somebody that's dear to you. Maybe the Lord is asking a specific thing for you that you need to just take responsibility and do. Maybe you're about, maybe you haven't lost somebody yet, but you're about to. And the Lord is just asking you this morning for, to, for, for a specific thing, and you're like, ah, I just, I, but it's like, where else will I go? like the Lord wants is inviting us to give that commitment to him again to give him our yes once again this morning and so if that's you right I it, it, you don't have to say whatever it is but I feel like if that's you I just want to give you the the ability right now to just raise your hand and say that's me and I don't want to go anywhere else I don't want to follow another no mixture. I want this God, the God of the scriptures. So if that's you, will you just raise your hand? And, and maybe it's just one person this morning. this morning that you are good, that you are worthy of every step we take and that we don't step without you. We step with you. Thank you, Jesus, for your nearness. We love you, Lord. We pray this in your name.